0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 36 of the Switch Focus podcast. I'm your host, Andy Corrigan. And with me, as always, are Ginny Wu and Andrew Brown. Been enjoying the E3 news?
1: Some highlights, some lowlights, and a little bit of everything in between.
0: Cool.
2: What is E3? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: It's hype condensed into a three day event, I think.
1: It's suffering, just unadulterated suffering.
0: A, a mixture of suffering and joy, I think. Mm. Um also, thirty-six. We've we've got an episode for every year that I've been alive, and I don't know whether to be happy or depressed about that.
1: Yay! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bit of both, I think. Bittersweet. <laughs> um. But moving on, because obviously, with the E3 the week just gone, we've got a heap to get through. So we'll we'll get through it as succinctly as we possibly can. Uh, but we just want to quickly touch on some uh, updates from the previous episode. Andrew, how did you go with Banner Saga?
2: Well, I went back to it. I beat it. Uh, Yay. Yeah, I thought I was doing a better job with my stats this time. I started putting points into willpower, like you guys suggested. Mm-hmm. But then I got to the end of it, and I started having trouble again. I started losing oh. battles that I felt like I should not be losing, and... Uh, I do live stream most of the games that I play and that I talk about here and one guy who was sitting in told me that I was building my characters wrong he said I should be putting points into strength not into willpower so yeah but aside from that that's a self-inflicted wound that's me just not understanding this game very well and not doing the combat very well I guess but just Still, the story and the pacing and the combat, I still didn't like it, so I don't think I'm going to get the second or the third one at this point.
0: Fair
1: enough. That's fair enough. Well,
2: this uh... this is your opportunity, okay? I'm doing the meme now. I'm sitting behind my cardboard table in the park. I'm in my (laughs) lawn chair. (laughs) Banner Saga 2, not buying it. Change my Mm -hmm. mind.
0: (laughs) Um, I don't think I can because I'm. I'm still playing Banner Saga Two. I've had some diversions that we're going to talk about shortly. Uh, but if you didn't like the first one, you're definitely not going to like the second one.
1: No, that's right. Exactly. If you were still on the fence about the first one, and maybe had a couple more positive things to say, we could po- we could maybe have swung it. But if at at this rate, I think from your reception, you're just not. it's going to be more of the same. You're not going to like the second one, and I don't want you to use your money on that where you could be buying other things that you know that you're going to like.
2: Yeah, I might pick them up on a sale when they get a good price drop, but I'm certainly... You won't be hearing any more about these games from me on the podcast. <laughs> not for the, <laughs> the
0: foreseeable future. Fair enough. Cool. So uh, let's take a look at a very packed week for Switch news.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was E3 time once again, of course, uh, and with it came a slew of announcements for Switch. Uh, we finally got a look at some big games that people have been hankering for. Uh, we'll just run through the most pressing list of what was announced at the conferences. We uh, did Bethesda had a couple. Yes.
2: I've been hearing that there are no games on Switch.
0: <laughs> those those people are idiots. So, <laughs> uh, the announcement started on Bethesda stage. There was uh, some announcement. They're not big, unfortunately. They're, they're certainly not the, the likes of a full Fallout game like we were hoping or anticipating, but I still think that's going to happen. Um, Elder Scrolls news. We've got Elder Scrolls Legends coming to Switch for free. They're doing what Blizzard won't, and bringing a card game to a platform that's pretty good for it, I think. Um, I'm, I'll certainly give it a go for free. Uh, they also had Fallout Shelter hit the store, uh, which... In fact, you know what, let's talk about it now. Andrew, you've been playing it. I've, I've dabbled a little bit on the iPhone previously.
2: I played it briefly the day it came out, and my strongest impression from fallout shelters this is a game that wants to be played on a tablet not on a switch (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's got a lot of idle time and the switch just doesn't have the battery power to keep up with that and it's not a fun game to play on the tv screen you you want to be playing it portably because it does handle much better if you can touch things but as a management sim I think it's interesting. As a Fallout game, I think it's kind of bizarre, because it's casting Volt Tech in a very benevolent light, which is extremely unusual (laughs) for a Fallout game. (laughs) Uh, But I I, I think if you really need something to play on your Switch, that's free, and uh, if you're the kind of person who has your Switch sitting around a lot, plugged in, but still playing it portably, you might get some use out of it, but yeah i don't think i'm going to come back to it because i just feel like it should be played on the tablet it feels like a tablet game it should be played there. yeah i
0: i agree i think it should be on the played on a phone or a tablet instead i think that's just the natural habitat for it um it has been doing all right on xbox one apparently so you know there might be some mileage there for people wanting to play on tv but it's it's not for me in that respect Um, Let's go through the list. We've got uh, more JRPGs coming to Switch. Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. I have not played much of the Tales series. I've played like 10 minutes of one on 3DS. Uh, So I think this will be my chance to put that right. And I believe this is one of the most popular.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, It will probably feel quite dated unless they're giving it a a UI rehaul along with a graphics rehaul. Um, Because how they play now is is much more modern and streamlined compared to what Tales of Vesperia felt like. So um, not the one that I would recommend that people start with, but it's probably going to look 10 times better now on the Switch. And I feel like we're due for a good port of an old game, an old JRPG. So yeah, I mean, depending on what it's going to retail for, I may or may not give it a miss because I've already played it. Um, but I'm just glad that there are more games like this coming out in the eShop, and I think it's a good thing commercially. People have been wanting it, so we should give it to them.
2: The last Tales game I played was Tales of Symphonia, and I really liked it. Oh.
1: Yeah, uh, I-, I liked it as well, but Luke just rubbed me the wrong way.
2: <laughs> Luke?
1: I'm not... Uh, sorry, what's his name? Um, it's not Lloyd? Luke, it's... Yeah. <laughs> okay. God.
0: Let's not get bogged down in that anyway. Um, so we got a release date for Mario Plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle Donkey Kong Adventure uh, coming June 26th. Uh, with my sort of rediscovery of my love for strategy games, I think I'm probably going to grab this. I don't know how quickly I'll get to it. Um, although it might just end up being like all the DLC I buy and I just never get around to it. Uh, more from Ubisoft. They announced Trials Rising the latest installment of the Trials series and it was funny because when they were talking about it on stage I was just like, I like Trials but I don't think I want another one and then they announced it was for Switch and I was like, yes, I'm totally getting this. <laughs> Switch magic. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: that magic power.
0: Uh, and there was another surprise from Ubisoft with uh, Starlink which is coming to all platforms yeah. but on the Switch it's coming with a guest appearance from Star Fox.
2: therefore why would you play it on any platform but the switch exactly. i ask you exactly
0: i think both myself and andrew have already pre-ordered the starter pack with the Owing.
2: yep wow that's it,
1: dedication it oh costs
2: 75 yeah. bucks and i do not care
1: Damn, yeah and,
0: yo. and you know what the funniest thing is i'm not even sure what this game is yet <laughs> I, looked- I don't know what it is but i want i want the statue at least
2: i looked at a video of it that they were playing at E3, it looks like, uh, you know how Ubisoft has their formula, where you've got a map, and you go around it, and you do the same few activities all over the map? Mm. Yep. It looks like that, but it's a space battle game, kind of. Uh, I thought it, since they were throwing Star Fox characters in there, it was just going to be a rail shooter, but actually it looks like it's mostly played in uh, what we could call all-range mode, although... It's a Starlink game. It's not a Star Fox game, so we should avoid the temptation to only refer to it in Star Fox terms. But, uh... It looks like it might be not necessarily a full-on space sim, but I did see some interplanetary travel, and you do come in from outer space, and you go through the atmosphere down to the surface of the planet, so it does look like there is some light space sim stuff in there as well. I'm pretty excited for it. It might be my top game this year right now that I'm looking forward to.
0: Cool. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing more of it. Um, Now, they announced Doom Eternal, We've got it here that there could be a Switch port. Not convinced yet. I think it'll come a lot later if it does. But Mm. uh, Panic Button are apparently in high demand for Switch ports now. Um, And they're also uh, talking about creating their own IPs, which is exciting. They did a a decent job with the first Doom, I thought. The Square Enix conference surprised us with a mech fighting game. Yes. Uh, Demon X Machina, which looked stylish as hell. Uh, I have no idea what's going on on it, or how it's going <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> play, <laughs> but it looked cool, and that's the important thing. Uh, then we get on to the Nintendo <laughs> Direct. Well, Nintendo uh, was at E3? Dang. Yeah. Uh, they had a surprise DLC announcement for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 called Torna the Golden Country. Yeah. The trailer had a million plot spoilers for the main game. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, and
0: I I assume this is Ginny's note but she's got here that the anime plot has been dialed up to 100%
1: yeah I'm gonna actually be quite spoiler conscious and not mention anything I've written down in my show notes because I just realise that people that listen may not actually have played up to, to the part where that particular namesake of this new DLC is really really explained to you so I'm gonna keep my mouth shut but if you, liked, if you like anime nonsense, it definitely looks like it's anime nonsense dialed up by 100%. So if you like the anime nonsense stuff that's in regular Xenoblade Chronicles 2, then I can highly recommend what looks like some incredibly outrageous DLC. Um, just from what I can see, the symbolism in the trailer, the regular anime cliches being highlighted, I'm all over it. So if I've wrecked you anime games in the past and you liked them... I'm going to take a chance on this and maybe take a chance with me. If you don't like anime nonsense, why are you even playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 if you don't <laughs> like anime nonsense?
2: I wanted to give it a chance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, although I wouldn't worry too much about spoilers in that trailer because once you get to the first big twist in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, that's the only big twist they've got. Yeah. Uh, we got news of a new Super Mario party. I don't really have enough friends to get any enjoyment out of this, but it looks really cool. No. looks like it uses the, the Joy-Cons in really interesting ways.
2: Mario Party should have stopped at number three.
1: Are you kidding me? I am <laughs> never Why are you guys kidding guys hating you, Jenny. on Mario Party?
2: Because it should have stopped at number three.
1: Okay, listen. I have only sporadically <laughs> kept in touch with a Mario Party subset of Mario games. I think there are plenty of other better Mario spin-off franchise use games out there than Mario Party. But as someone that lives with flatmates, it is like one of the best games to play when you're all slightly intoxicated, responsibly intoxicated on a weekend, <laughs> on, a, on a on a weekend, you know, evening. It is a great is there more party game. Any qualifiers you want to
2: throw on there?
1: As evidenced <laughs> by, the, by the party... In the title Super Mario Party. It is a great party game. And it looks even more fun than ever. It looks like it's using the Switch's full range of new capabilities. So yeah, why not? If you're in like a flatmate, share house type situation. This is probably going to be your jam. It's going to be great. It's not like got the same competitive vibe as Mario Kart. Which ruins friendships and families. So if you like a casual version of Mario Funtime. I recommend Super Mario Party. I'm going to get it because my brother and I love the hell out of it. So... That's me. Yeah,
0: My problem problem with that argument is that A, I don't drink, and B, my only friends outside of my wife are my three cats.
1: Well, cats have, so like, paws they can hit stuff with, right? <laughs> Teach one of your cats to use a joke on.
0: Uh, yeah, cats are smart, but they're not that smart. Unfortunately, <laughs> especially mine. Oh, bless. Um, so, uh, the surprise one for me was Fire Emblem The Three Houses. Yes. I... oh god it looks like such a massive step up Mm -hmm. from the previous games uh now i was a huge fan of awakening but i bounced off the pre the two after that conquest i think yeah conquest Um, and birthright yeah i haven't yeah conquest and birthright and then there was a re-release of an old one which i haven't played i've bought but i'm just gonna wait for this now i think it looks such a a big step up in terms of visuals and how the battles play out Mm. um there was the switch between, like, you making your move and then the zoom into the the battle mode where there's, like, countless army members running at each other and stuff. It just, ah, yeah, it looks good. My second surprise of that was that it wasn't out this year because they were touting that as a 2018 release previously. Uh, but with all we've got to play, I'm, I'm kind of happy to wait till 2019.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
2: I haven't played a Fire Emblem since Path of Radiance or, yeah, Path of Radiance uh and looking at this one i i don't know it didn't look like a fire emblem game to me that's not a complaint it's just it looks like they've really overhauled how everything works so like was i just not understanding the video i was watching or did i see a character running around a city in like free motion
1: yeah yeah i saw that that was very unusual i was very surprised by that
2: interesting okay which is
0: which is cool right it's cool it's they've really it looks like they've really changed the formula up a little
2: i don't know what to think from a fire mob game seeing that
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i suspect it won't be a huge part i mean the last two games that andy bounced off they introduced like kind of like your little hub where you can hang out and train your warriors and have conversations Mm -hmm. it could just be like a a more detailed 3d version of that area exploration where you just kind of hang out in a world that's Vibrant and/or affected by you, it may not actually be a large part of the map system. I think, but we'll see.
0: I'm gonna endeavour to play this uh, with permadeath on. Oh as, yeah, because ma- I I love the idea of it, but I always oh, hate no. the reality as I as I've talked about before. Yeah. But I, I I really want to because I, as frustrating as it is to lose a character because of a stupid decision, like it's nice that that matters. Yeah, so. it hurts so good um other news overcooked 2 was announced this was obviously leaked the week before uh not my type of game but i i, I guess lots of people will be happy for that considering how well it sold on switch oh yeah mm-hmm. it's no
2: surprise that it debuted in the switch direct because that is probably where they're expecting all of their sales to be uh, i played overcooked on the switch with a friend of mine we sat through it about the day it came out last year and beat the whole thing in one sitting and we loved it it wasn't nice. the, it wasn't the best port like it didn't run as best as it could have i feel but this one looks like it's being made with the switch in mind as its primary platform so i'm not expecting that to have as much of a problem this time around i'm definitely looking forward to Overcooked 2 i hope i can get my same friend to come over and we can do it all over again
0: <laughs> nice Um, They also announced that uh, Killer Queen Black is coming to Switch. Now, this is a very US-focused arcade game, I believe. It's insanely popular. I guess. I've never heard of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'd never heard of it, but uh, there seems to be a lot of hype around it. Apparently, whenever there's a cabinet somewhere, you you can't get to it because the queue's that long. And it's like some sort of multiplayer online side-scrolling action game. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, It looks like they're
2: there are two teams of like joust characters like you know the arcade game joust yeah yeah and they're trying to grab berries that spawn in the middle of the field and carry it back to their base and you can have multiple players in each team doing this and then there's monsters that spawn in the map it looks interesting but like i said they're making this big deal out of it coming and i was like i've never heard of this before what is this
0: <laughs> <laughs> um and hollow knight was released day and date of the Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's certainly one I'm interested in. I yeah. uh, haven't picked it up yet, but it looks very, very cool. Uh, they announced that there's a new Octopath Traveler demo up where you can play for up to three hours. Uh, you yeah. can play with all the characters and your progress in the demo will carry over to the main game. I've downloaded it, but I am in two minds whether to play it or not because I f- figure I'm going to play the game anyway.
2: I'm just going to wait for the core game to come out.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what I'm leaning to at the moment. Maybe I'll just get too excited for it and give it a go. The original Oxpath Traveler demo has been delisted from the shops. So if you've still got it on your Switch, you could be in a PT situation, eh. where you have a piece of digital history on your machine. But mm-hmm. I I reckon you can probably just download it. I haven't looked into that. Um,
2: well, I, I don't think that demo is going to be as important as PT was either. So <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: Uh, then they got into the nitty-gritty, and boy did they get into the nitty-gritty, of the new Super Smash Brothers, which we now know is called Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, in a single sweep, they managed to validate a bunch of our predictions by announcing that pretty much every character that's been in a Smash Brothers game will be in this game. No, not pretty much, literally. <laughs> Well, yes, literally, and and an extra one with uh, Ridley from the Metroid series appearing, um, and yeah, they this direct really highlighted how much detail goes into a Nintendo game, like just how each character works in relation to the series they're from, the uh, Sp- Splatoon kid. <laughs> they run out of ink, so you have to switch to squid mode to re- replenish. Like little details like that is is amazing to me, and how they managed to to balance all that. Mm. Uh, yeah, this made me really excited. They, they did spend a long chunk of the direct on this, though.
2: Half an hour of Smash Brothers patch notes.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So did this make you more excited or less excited for Smash Brothers? What were your thoughts on on this part of the direct?
1: I was just about as excited as I already was for it. Um, I knew I was going to get it anyway. Um, again, because it's a game that I had always played with mates growing up. And so all of my mates that have a Switch were like, oh, you know, we should go do this again. And I'm like, why not? So I was going to get it anyway based off like pure nostalgia and like emotional attachment to the Smash um, set of games. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of pleased that a lot of my guesses, which I guess were quite safe guesses, like, you know, Breath of the Wild stages, you know, Link's new design being from Breath of the Wild, a bunch of other characters that I liked from old ones being in there. Excuse I, me. I made very safe. Excuse sniff.
2: me. Those what? were my guesses. <laughs> You're not taking credit for my guesses.
1: Okay, Breath of the Wild stage was mine. Yours was the Link costume, was that right?
2: I got this, You know no, what? I'm, I'm bringing it up
1: we are just quibbling about these now but a bunch of just, guesses just, <laughs> just
0: while they're arguing amongst themselves I'd better point out so we're going to wait till the game's out before we tally up our predictions right? right, um, right, right on the right, basis right. that they might still make announcements between now and then I know Sakurai said not to expect too many character announcements but we might still get some of the other stuff right so who knows
1: okay so the majority of our combined collective safe predictions appear to have already come mm-hmm. true so yeah Mm-hmm. that's me that's right
0: <laughs> that sounds like you're taking victory for Andrew's
1: predictions <laughs> no that's us Th- that's right <laughs> credit
0: grabber <laughs>
2: anyway <laughs> i was i was gonna get smash brothers anyway uh so i wasn't that ecstatic about that part of the direct especially with how much of it it took up of their s- presentation uh i don't know I, yeah I- i'm gonna I just have. I'm going to buy it twice. Yeah, I'm going to buy it once, and that'll be enough for me. But I just kind of feel the same way about it that I felt about Mario Odyssey. You know, it looks good, but it looks like the same game I've been playing for 20 years now. So, uh, I just was kind of hoping we would see a complete redesign of the series, maybe, or something that would really get me excited about coming back, not just more of the same. But, you know, it's more of the same of a game I've loved for 20 years. so I'm sure I'll like it. I've just,
0: mm.
2: a lot of people expressed that they were a little let down. And some people even said, like, if you're not a f- fan of Smash Brothers, then Nintendo just kind of screwed you with this presentation. And, you know, I I see where they're coming from with those feelings.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm in two minds over that because uh, I think I tweeted to this effect recently. Like, people were most down about the Direct and they were most down about Sony's conferences. <laughs> um and across all those two shows it was all games that people were clamoring for any or more information about and they got the deepest dives and then they weren't happy with that and all that did was cement in my mind that people don't want deep dives at e3 they just want two minute flashy trailers so they can feel all hyped and stuff which is why the xbox conference came out so positively it did um yeah, they did. I like I like a mixture. We have different timelines
2: then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no! Everyone in my timeline was was pro Microsoft in this E3, um, and then that's another larger point. Was you know they're showing off their stuff, but it's not not a competition. And everyone uses E3 in different ways now. Like it used to be, they all used to do like Microsoft style blitzy. You know, whoa, pow, pow, pow. Here's loads of trailers reveals. Like Sony doesn't treat e three seriously anymore. they've got the PlayStation experience for that. Nintendo announces cool stuff every few months. They don't need to have one amazing direct at this time of the year, like you know there's gonna be one between now and the end of the year with with stuff that we don't know about that's gonna come out before Christmas.
2: Blizzard doesn't even come to e three anymore
0: yeah like it's it's not the same thing it was, so the whole talk of winners and losers is. You know, it's pointless. And the the direct I think it was pretty strong. I, I agree they probably spent a bit too long going into, as you called it, the patch notes for Smash Brothers. Uh, they could have spent some more time on some of the other stuff, which we'll we'll talk about briefly in a second. Um but I thought it was a pretty good direct overall. They they hit us with some surprises. We didn't know if we were gonna see Fire Emblem, for example. Uh, we've got you know, games releasing on the day Fortnite of course, which we're going to talk about soon Uh, and yeah, a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to Uh, just in, on terms of the other announcements, so we got announcements that uh, Grim Fandango and Broken Age are both coming to Switch we've got a a rough release period for Arena of Valor, which is for the fall, that's what they said last year yeah (laughs) but hey, it was in a direct this time uh, we've got the Minecraft Bedrock Edition coming June 20th. That's the the one that gives you cross-play with the Xbox version. It's going to be a separate download, as it was on the Xbox. Yeah, so you get that free if you've already bought the Switch version.
2: And I'll be playing that and talking about it next week.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'm probably going to grab that. I'll give it a quick look. Um, just from my experience with the Xbox version, the UI is a lot different. And probably worse. Oh, fun. Okay,
2: I didn't think th- mm-hmm. I
0: didn't think the UI was all that great to begin with. So, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot more to it. So, yeah, it's a bit more in depth than what you'll be used to. Uh, they announced that uh, Ark Survival Evolved is coming, uh, a pixel version of it called PixArk. Uh, we have. Just Dance 2019 of course that's still coming out on the Wii as well which is
2: <laughs> I was actually wow. I was more surprised there was a Wii U version of that game than a Wii one. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Um we got the worst kept secret that Dragon Ball Fighter Z is coming this year. We don't know when. I will probably give it a second go. I did not like it very much on the PlayStation. Mm. Uh it just it it straddles the line between trying to be a deep fighter and an accessible fighter and when you're trying to learn it just makes you lazy because you get these one button combos that you can just rely on and like if you fight a good player they're going to get around it but it just sort of it makes the learning process lazy especially for me so I'll see how it goes you know the switch makes me give things second second chances and yeah I'll give it a look Uh, they showed off some of Captain Toad which we already knew was coming on the 13th Uh, I'm not sure if we had a release date for Crash Bandicoot. 29th. The Insane. June 29th. Yep. Yep, so it's coming then. Did we know that before the direct?
2: Yeah, we've known that for
0: months. (laughs) Yeah, we
1: did. (laughs) Yeah, okay, (laughs)
0: cool. Uh, We've got a game called Ninjala coming in spring. We've got. I can never say this game. Carcassonne? Uh, Yep, that's it. Carcassonne coming in the holiday period. FIFA 19 is coming back. Uh, they didn't show off any of that, but uh, I'll be picking that up and letting you know. Uh, we also have a release period for Wasteland 2 Director's Cut. Um, now, I was watching the American Direct, so it's probably going to be <laughs> summer for us, but I'm I'm very excited to play that game. I loved what I played of it on PS4, and I actually deleted it from my PS4 once I knew it was coming to Switch. Damn. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered coming summer. I guess that's US summer. Uh, don't think it's going to be that far, far off. Uh, Hopefully,
2: you know we don't know what's happening with that game. Why it was delayed? I think they are having a lot of problems with it and don't want to say so.
0: Uh, well, people have played it before they did the delay, and they said it was running fine. And they even got down to uh, Blight Town, which is the one everyone talks about with frame rates and stuff. And apparently, that ran okay. Huh. Okay, well, so.
2: Something weird's going on.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure what the deal is with that, so... Um, SNK Heroines was announced. They showed off a bit of Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which, of course, we knew about. Uh, Wolfenstein, they showed off more. Wolfenstein 2, sorry. They gave a release period for The World Ends With You Final Remix, gave a release date for Mega Man 11, October 2nd, and showed off a little bit of Mario Tennis Aces. So there was a good mixture of stuff we didn't we knew was coming, but didn't know the release date for, or hadn't seen much of, and just, you know, showing off what was coming for the rest of the year. So, with that, shall we start talking about what we've got to play this week? Okay, let's start off with some of the older stuff first. So, I have a Nintendo Labo update. So, uh, I here I decided to ignore all the news from the conferences because they were happening at ungodly hours here in Australia, so I kept off social media all day and then caught up with them on on the night. Uh, So as I watched the Microsoft and Bethesda conferences uh, after the fact last Sunday, I used that time to build the Labo Piano, uh, which was a lot of fun, but it took me the entirety of both conferences to finish it, so it's a pretty lengthy build. Um, And it's not until you actually build This sort of thing that you realise Just how clever the Joy-Cons are Mm. Uh, So how the piano works Is every key has a reflective strip on the back Every button has a reflective strip too Uh, And you put the right Joy-Con in the back of the piano And the IR camera picks up The reflective strips when you press the keys And it genuinely works like an actual piano it's it's just like magic. I can't, I can't explain it. Uh, you also build these um, mystery dials, they call them. I'm going to spoil the mystery. They change the, the tone and noise of the keys. So oh, yes. one does cat noises, one does human vocals, one does male human vocals. The last one, very cleverly, uses HD rumble instead of a sound out of the switchy Ooh. speaker. So it uses the echo inside the empty cardboard to do a tone Uh, If you dig deeper, so there's the uh, Labo Garage, I think they call it, or the Joy-Con Garage, you can actually, there's a music sequencer in here, you can make full songs using the Labo piano, which is just completely unexpected. Like, I I just thought it would be the piano. Uh, Unfortunately for me, however, I can't play any music, so I built it and went, Ah, okay, cool. <laughs> what do I do with this? And then turned it around to my wife to play Happy Birthday. Aww. But it was good fun. Um, it's definitely something you want to keep a couple of hours aside for. Um, now that I've done it, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Or how I'm going to store it. But it was a thing I did and I enjoyed it. So The other thing I did was off the back of the Bethesda E3 showing, I sort of fell down a Skyrim hole couldn't resist, uh, which meant it's kept me off the Banner Saga this Mm. week when I should have been playing that. Um, Just a quick, very quick chat about uh, how we play this, and it's basically just on how Andrew played it, so whenever I saw Andrew show a video or a screenshot, it was basically him abusing the stealth system. It's the only way to play. (laughs) So I I tend to play it more role-playing so I make decisions based on how I think my character is going to play. This has probably just come from me playing D&D yeah. and in- indeed my character is my D&D character. I roleplay I um, go,
2: how would I stab this character in the back? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you so I, I feel like you play for min-maxing though rather than role playing. would that be fair?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely I spent a lot <laughs> oh, I crafted like 15,000 arrows getting my blacksmithing capped so I could make the dragon scale armor.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn. Yeah, you know what? I would like to do that this time, though. I think I would like to make the dragon scale armor. Moving on, I also played through FIFA 18's Free World Cup DLC. Again, revisited because of hype, because of the World Cup. Uh, I won the World Cup with England, so I've completely jinxed them as if they were ever going to win it in the first place. Uh, and like I enjoyed the game when it first released, but I think I said at the time it felt a bit sloppy and rushed, and it had some weird bugs and stuff like that uh with the space in how long it's been since I last played it it's I'm happy to say that they've definitely improved it over the last year there's there's far fewer bugs uh it's more it feels more robust the game feels like it plays better uh and that's really encouraging to me, especially with FIFA nineteen already confirmed and coming later this year. Uh, so on the back of that, I think I'm going to definitely pick FIFA 19 up as well. Uh, and then we can get on to some of the new stuff. So part of the direct announcement was the Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion came out in the last week. Uh, I haven't played the first ex- <laughs> single-player campaign <laughs> oh, in no. Splatoon 2. I just used it for online. Finger wag. Andrew, you've been, <laughs> you've been playing this, I believe
2: so this is a new single-player campaign for Splatoon 2 and like you know you might hear or you might even look at what's available on other platforms what you get for a $20 DLC and you might have some expectations but this is a fully featured completely original single-player campaign that rivals and I would dare say even surpasses the hero mode in the base Splatoon 2 game Uh, it's got 80 levels, that's 80, and I think the base Splatoon 2 game, I meant to look, but I think Hero Mode has like 50, something like that. I think it's 50 tops. Uh, but these levels are focused much more on challenge and skill testing than on kind of the adventure that Hero Mode was. Like, there's nothing hidden in the levels to find. You just have to accomplish Usually the combat challenge, sometimes a platforming challenge, and when you finish the level, then you unlock more levels on this huge subway map that you slowly open up as you pass through it. And you're supposed to explore the subway map and find four items called thangs, that's things with an A, and once, yeah. you, once you construct those four items, then you can go and do the last area in the expansion. And then your character escapes. And I should have mentioned this before, but your character is actually one of the Octolings, one of the bad guys in the game. And once your Octoling escapes from this subterranean area, you can actually play as them in the regular Splatoon 2 multiplayer modes. So, okay, cool. yeah. But like I said, this is a challenge mode. It's very hard. Uh, it's not too taxing to get through it and just unlock the octoling but to get all the bonus equipment that is also hidden in there which you get by beating all the sets of levels if you see somebody running around as an octoling wearing the full octoling kit that person earned it because this is a hard mode <laughs> uh, there is a mechanic in the game where you can actually skip levels uh, but i didn't find it necessary to use it but that's that's me Uh, So if you're really struggling and you really want to have that octoling playable that option is available to you Uh, My biggest complaint with the mode was Every level you want to do you actually have to pay money to get into it and every time you fail out of it if you want to try it again, you also have to pay money to try again and Some of the levels can get pretty expensive to try again Uh, I didn't run out of money, but I could see somebody who struggled with the mode and its difficulty finding themselves stonewalled because they have no money because they lost so much. I could very easily see somebody getting frustrated by that. So that's my main concern about this mode. But for $20 for a new single-player campaign, which is even better than the hero mode in the original game, and unlocks a pretty cool prestige item for you when you finish it, I think Octo expansion is pretty incredible.
0: Cool. Going review, I I might give it a look if I can get round to the finishing the other one, I, I, I can't justify getting it without doing the other one first Um, and lastly the other big announcement from the direct was that Fortnite came out the same day, that was my prediction last week or two weeks ago, so yay me, it was kind of obvious really um, you had insider information I did not insider trading I I wish I did, because this show would be a lot more interesting. <laughs> you are going um, to video
2: game jail.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I am really enjoying it. So, I just to give you a bit of context, I am a huge fan. Well, not a huge fan. I, I'm a fan of PUBG. Uh, since i was been playing it on the Xbox, I bought an Xbox One X just to improve the experience. Uh, and I wrote about it for IGN. I had dabbled with Fortnite, unfortunately, on PS4 previously, which we're going to get into very shortly. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so this is a very, very good port, um, and it's a better fit for Switch than PUBG would be because of the bright colors. Yeah. Those co- colors and the visual style makes the downgrade a lot easier on the eye. It has a personality. Uh, yeah, and it it and even on Switch it looks utterly beautiful. Uh, I it's so vibrant and fun that it's it's almost it's impossible for me not to like it. Uh, and I've actually probably played more of this over this weekend than I've spent playing PUBG in any concentrated space of time. So, wow. uh, just to give you a bit of um, background: the the map is smaller than those found in PUBG. Uh, and games therefore are a bit punchier. They're quicker. You get into them quicker. Uh, it's it's a nice antithesis to PUBG. So PUBG is all about tension. It's about not seeing someone for ages and then trying not to bottle it when you do. This has an element of that, but it's it's definitely it's it's like the the Halo to Ghost Recon or old school Ghost Recon. Uh, if you're of my age, I am and, of your age, yeah, and I so, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, well, Ghost Recon was like the ultra-punishing one-shot-you-dead shooter with permadeath, which is kind of where the PUBG comparison comes in. It's all about staying camouflage, hiding in the bushes, not getting spotted. Whereas this is just more fun all around. It's just got a, f- a fun vibe, and like you say, it's got more of a personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my thoughts on Battle Royale... As a as a genre, and I had this thought playing PUBG, but um, it's basically like an online roguelike in that you get dropped into a map, you rush around trying to get as much loot or as much uh, weaponry as you can, and then you try and survive for as long as possible. Uh, now, you're a big roguelike fan. Andrew, what do you make of that as a hypothesis?
2: I take issue with it because the map isn't procedurally generated, but I see what you're going for. I, I I understand what you're saying.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I uh, have had issues with my Epic account, Yep, as others have, <laughs> so I alluded to it earlier. If you've ever used your Epic account on PS4, Sony have decided it's their property, yep. and they will prevent you from using it on other formats. So, really annoyingly, I had the choice of either continuing to play without an account or creating a new one I refuse to set up a new account for this mm. and I think Sony are getting under enough pressure that they m- may take their heads out of the sand enough to s- listen to the people that buy their systems to actually either allow crossplay or at least disable this stupid pathetic lock and mm. um, and yeah so but you can play without it hasn't hindered my experience it just means i'm almost certainly never going to spend money on it whereas i think if i could have used my epic account i've had so much fun with it over this last week that i probably would have thrown them some money Mm -hmm. for the uh, starter pack thing um but as it stands i'm not until they fix that unfortunately uh it also said when i built it up that if you played without an account uh, that you couldn't link it later so I don't know if I'm never going to be able to have an account on this or whether I just need to wipe the game and start it again I'm not sure uh, but yeah so I'm enjoying it though other than that that little thing uh, what about you Andrew how are you finding it?
2: Well, I was expecting to dodge that account locking thing because I never actually played Fortnite on PS4. I I saw Fortnite when it first was announced, and back then it was a survival construction game against uh, periodic waves of zombies that would attack, and you were supposed to rescue people and keep them safe, (laughs) hence the name Fortnite. And then uh, they added a Battle Royale mode, which kind of swallowed the rest of the game whole. I feel sorry for the people Mm -hmm. who actually paid money to play that game and then it became this huge thing with a completely free mode that quite frankly i feel they're never going to finish that save the world mode and the point i'm building up to here is they have no plans to bring save the world to switch which i take it as the main indicator that they have no plans to actually finish save the world anytime soon here
0: uh yeah this is their bread and butter now yeah. i think like uh, especially with how they've cannibalized pubg as well they're definitely winning that
2: yeah that battle Well, it's because they used to differentiate it. It used to be Fortnite was the whole set, and then they had Fortnite Battle Royale, which was just the Battle Royale game. Now when you see Fortnite coming out and it's just the Battle Royale game, they just call it Fortnite. (laughs) So this is what Fortnite is now. Uh, So I'm a little disappointed that that save the world mode that sounded like so much fun. I was really looking forward to playing it when they actually finished it. Uh, it Appears to be vaporware now. But uh, the big announcement about fortnite on switch is it's the game that unlocked app free voice chat i spent all evening playing fortnite and i was using the voice chat it works just fine it works great i'm immediately dropped into a game i just have to have my headset usb plugged into my switch dock and it works perfectly Uh, I don't know how it would work in handheld mode, but I played with a few people who seem to be playing in handheld mode and they seem to be using the voice chat. I don't know if the Switch has a microphone built into it or if they were just using the headphone jack. I don't know, but maybe somebody out there can answer that question for us. But, you know, the voice chat on the app has been an issue since Splatoon came out last year. And I I really hope that Fortnite is what breaks that wall down and, you know, kind of puts the Nintendo app to bed permanently. I I defend Nintendo a lot. I even defend the complete lack of voice chat on Switch, but I'm all for it being here if it's going to be done well. So that's exciting. But as to the game itself uh i started off really enjoying it i played in squad mode and i played in duos mode where you work with either one other person or with up to three other people i had more fun in duos because people seemed more willing to work as a group whereas i was playing in squad mode everybody was just kind of running off and doing their own thing it's like okay well we're not gonna win uh And then I started queuing in singles because I unlocked some challenges that I had to get done that I felt would be much easier if I just was playing by myself so I could focus on those specific goals. And that was where I started to see the cracks that I think are going to prevent me from playing the game in the long term. Uh, Since this was adapted from that Save the World mode, which had the construction in it, there is a big construction component to Fortnite and what happens in the end of every game when you get down to the last 10 or so people in the very small zone that has been shrunk down from the entire island is everybody starts building towers and turtling and it's super boring Uh, (laughs) you either have the resources to blow them up or else you're just sitting inside your tower waiting for them to get swallowed up by the bubble and hoping it doesn't happen to you first. I This is all in singles mode, so I'm hoping if I go back and play duos that there will be a little more engagement there, but I'm already losing interest in it based on that experience in the singles mode. Uh, I did quite well. I got to number three at one point, which I think is pretty good since I've only been playing for about two hours, but I... I would really like to see a version of Fortnite that has the construction just removed and just becomes a game of survival and a game of maneuvering around the terrain and hunting for weapons. Last person stands wins. I could really get into that game. But as it is right now, and I guess the game has been this way for a while, if it's just building towers and hiding inside towers and just sitting there waiting for something to happen... I I don't think I'm going to stay with this in the long term.
0: No, I I have a couple of thoughts on that. So originally, when I played f- Fortnite on PS4, the construction side put me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was playing on the the first night, and the, I had this situation where I, I was just ignoring the building, which you can do. Um, you won't and, win, but you can. Well, I was in the top three, uh, and I was holding out in this little alcove that I I'd forged. Um, and I was just worried about these two angles. I was watching one of them, but there was no way I could watch my right flank. And the whole time, I'm like just nervously switching between the two of them. And then it wasn't until after the match that I realized I could have built a wall there. Yeah, absolutely. Just just to cover off the angle, and that that sort of changed my approach with it. Um, I agree. It is annoying when you start firing on someone, and suddenly there's just a big con- construction happening yeah. in your way.
2: Like whenever I get the drop on somebody, they immediately have walls surrounding them. Like, what the heck is going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, I I have won a lot of those battles where they've been on on their tower, like trying to peek over the top because they generally leave themselves a very small sliver of space to be able to peek over. There there are benefits, but I th- yeah I think I agree. I'd like to see it limited, maybe so you can't build like these ridiculously tall towers. To hide on, um, I did see someone who, I, I was when you kill someone, it, oh sorry, when someone kills you, it takes you to kill cam, so you watch the person who took you out, yep. and they had a grenade that built an instant tower.
2: Yeah, I've seen that item. Yeah,
0: and I I haven't found one yet, so I'd like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ginny, how are you liking it?
1: Um, I am not a huge subscriber to the battle royale game format. Um, I like it in theory because usually I'm horrific at group sports and like eliminating my competition. So theoretically, I should really enjoy it. I just don't have the, I didn't have the attention span necessary to wait out victories and to kind of hide and sit in the house for three minutes in punchy. Yeah. And I soured very quickly on that when I did try it out and Fortnite for me like andrew the big draw for me was actually the single player mode when i first saw like the very first trailer for Fortnite, that was what i wanted out of it and so when the battle royale modes are catching on to the point whereby it's now i guess dominating that same market the fact that the game that i wanted is essentially going to be lost to time um i'm really salty about that so (laughs) i have played it though um I think it is much more my speed than than PUBG but again just like Andrew I just don't have that my brain doesn't click with the construction stuff like that's not what I think it takes a very it takes one of the more important aspects of Battle Royale away which is just the omnipresent threat of danger that's not there like when you drop in on someone as Andrew said and they've got like a cubicle around them suddenly or like someone's on ground level, um, on the ground level with me, point blank, and starts climbing up some stairs like that. That element there loses the lethality of what Battle Royale should be, in my opinion. So um, I gave it a little swirl. Um, not my thing, um, but I think that it's done. It's it's a great switch port. Like it runs yeah. excellently, and it's and I can't fault it at all mechanically. And it's free exactly. I think it is a great game for you to pick up if you've already played Fortnite hopefully on a different console other than PS4 you know <laughs> why not I think I think it's great and the voice chat thing revolutionary honestly I think that even though I am team Nintendo I, I can see the, the clunkiness that we've always had to contend with you know using voice chat on the app and then matchmaking in the game and it's just all these extra steps that Fortnite has successfully taken out and in a free popular multiplayer game to have all that running pretty smoothly is very impressive. So while the game is not my cup of tea, it is a huge step forward for multi for multiplayer integration for Nintendo, and I'm very happy that it's there. So y'all should go and enjoy it. So, everyone, that's basically the end of our bumper episode that covered everything good from E3 and some of the ex- some of the extra stuff as well um and thank you once again for listening to this episode of switch focus podcast if you enjoyed our banter please leave us a review on itunes because it really really helps to get us noticed and you can also listen and subscribe on stitcher TuneIn, and other podcast services available to you know whatever platform you're listening to us on and if you want to no pressure, but we are a pretty cool bunch of people. You can join our Discord server to interact with the lively Switch Focus community, and we'll leave links for you in the show notes as well. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and at SwitchFocusPodcast.com for updates, news, and other content. And if you want to support the show, you can also buy us a coffee. We've got details for that on our website, and I think in our pinned in our Discord. And you can also follow us individually. Andy is at Flame Roast Toast. Andrew is at Play Critically. And he streams at Twitch.tv slash Play Critically, as he mentioned pretty much most of the games that he'll talk about on the show. And I'm Ginny at Ginny Woes. All right. That's it for today. Thanks, everyone.
0: So, with that, shall we start talking about what we got to play this week?
1: <laughs> I guess uh, if we have to no. did we rhetorical did we
2: play anything this week? Yeah,
0: lots <laughs> uh,
1: was it lots? I only really played like two things so
0: I played three things anyway it's right,
1: right, not a competition, yes, it
0: is, yes, it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right okay.
2: Okay. One in which I handily so... <laughs> win every single week
1: Yeah you do <laughs> For sure
0: That's true. It's because you're willing to run on less sleep Than the rest of us
2: I am mm. willing and able <laughs> And eager <laughs>